welcome to the Seattle Coffee Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Pat, and joining me this episode is Jake. How's it going, Jake? It's going well, Pat. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Um, we are uh, getting some rain today in the Seattle area, which is um, de- desperately needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I been... think it's the first rain in like 50, 50 days, something yeah, around there. I heard someone say almost two months yesterday, and I almost didn't believe it, but I think that's right. Um, I think we've had, like here, we may have had like some... Uh, like mist, but I, we haven't had any actual rainfall for a little bit. So it's, it's feels very nice. Uh, I took the dog out last night and felt the raindrops and was like, wow, this is not happening a bit. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Especially for a city known for its rain. I've, I've, I've been surprised by how dry this, uh, the summer has been for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually pretty dry in the summer for a few months, but this, this, it has been weird to have like no rain for so long. Uh, and, uh, it, I'm, I'm excited for it to, to be rainier soon. Uh, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so this week we are going to be chatting a little bit about grinders and we're going to take a look at the Mazer mini. One of the things we wanted to start doing was talk about some of these like long standing products and sort of check in with where they're at in 2021, um, versus, uh, you know, the reputation that they have and, you know, is it still worth it? Are there good alternatives for those, uh, that haven't really changed their design that much over time? So today we're going to do that with the Mazer mini and talk about grinders in general. Yeah. Awesome. Um, just before we jump into that, um, is there anything coming in terms of coffee that you've been excited about recently? Let's see. So we have, uh, a couple of, well, Boon Buna, we picked, we picked up Boon Buna and their, all yep. their coffee is really, really good. They remain good. real good. Yeah. Yep. Um, but there's a, uh, Wonder State that I've been really enjoying actually, which is the Mexico Grappas Reserva. Mm-hmm. And yep. it's just a really classic tasting notes. It's it's a pretty um, mellow coffee, but it's it's great for, for drip in the morning. That's what I've been doing it on on my precision brewer. Yeah. Yeah, that that I have had that um I've had a uh Grappas Reserve coffee from a couple different roasters and really like it every time. And this one is the the Wonder State one's really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they did a good job. I'm pretty excited. We have some new counterculture stuff coming uh, in the next few weeks. Maybe by the time you hear this, maybe a week or two after you hear this, and that'll be that'll be good too. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, couple I'm excited for for their new stuff. Yeah. Finally, getting some more. We had a little drought there where we weren't getting a lot of new coffee, so it's good to get uh, to see them trickling in again. Sure. We went from like multiple weeks in a row where we were tasting. 10 coffees and then to like very little new stuff coming in. So, yeah, I think, I think right now is in the, in the coffee, uh, the green cycle. I think a lot of things have been, uh, expiring out from last year's lot. And so we're we're seeing a little bit of a dip there. Um, yep. Yeah. But they'll be all coming soon. And then a bunch of holiday roasts coming in the doors in the next few months too. So get ready. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so, uh, when it comes to our grinder topic, I figured we could talk a little bit about the Mazer Mini before we get into grinders at large, and then the the larger grinder conversation will maybe reinforce some of the stuff we have to say about the Mazer. Um, have you used one of these grinders before? I have, yeah. So I've used a Mazer a few times, um, actually in in uh, a coffee shop, and which is where they are very yeah. common. You'll see a lot of those in smaller. Um, coffee stands they fit really well into like espresso drive-throughs uh you know espresso mm-hmm. stands that's where i've used one before and you know i i do like the grinder i i think that the mazer brand is a uh, 
it's very well known, especially in the commercial industry. That's where you see a lot of these. Um, but at home, you know, you see these as well because they were, they've been around forever. I mean, they really have. Yeah. And the mini is kind of the push that's more of a home focused grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, st- you still tend to see it, like you said, in, in some commercial applications and like coffee stands and, and carts and stuff like that. But, um, but it is kind of their push for a home grinder. And um, it's an interesting grinder in terms of looks and it hasn't changed a lot over time in terms of its design. Um, I'm The one I'm looking at right now is the doser version. Uh, I think you can get a doserless one also that just has the chute on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll get we'll talk a little bit about dose versus doserless a little later on. Um, and this grinder is one that has flat steel burrs. It's got a stepless grinder adjustment. Uh, it can uh, offer a pretty strong, consistent grind and uh, has a big hopper. Uh, so, you know, generally a pretty high quality grinder when it comes down to it. You can you're not going to necessarily be disappointed with this grinder still, uh, even though it hasn't changed a whole lot over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of that with the design, you do see um, less ease of use than than more current grinders. So like with the stepless design, yeah. it's it, you're unscrewing or the there's basically a, a lever i guess i would call it it's not a lever because it doesn't move but you unscrew it and adjust the entire assembly around yeah um while it is stepless it's it's a little tricky to do while the grinder's running which is what we always recommend um, especially right. when going finer it's not the it's not the easiest thing in the world to do compared to the more current knob iterations that we see um mm-hmm. on like eureka's or the rocket grinders yeah, and I think that's sort of what it comes down to for me about this grinder is it's not a uh, if you really like the design of this grinder, it's going to perform pretty well. But when you compare it, the cost of it to similar home grinders in the same price range, you can get a lot more ease of use and and features that are designed for home use and less for um, commercial use in uh, in in grinders from like Eureka and Baratza and stuff and. Even if you are shopping for a commercial grinder, you can find the same thing with the commercial models. Maybe you pay a little bit more if you want a really high volume commercial Eureka grinder, but you're going to get all those usability features on top of um, the the kind of commercial level performance. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like if you're going, if you're in a commercial application, like a Super Jolly, like a, that's another um, Mazer that is going to be a, a lot better of a choice. It's just more durable right. components. Um, and at home, yeah. you know, I would. I do prefer the the ease of like I would I personally um, I love the Specialita like that's one of my favorite grinders um, yep. for just the, the footprint and the size and there's you know it's it's significantly less expensive um, but I think the components mm-hmm. are actually quite similar in terms of um, burr size actually the burrs are larger on the Specialita just a little bit um, so, you know they're still flat burrs but I just think it's uh, at home, if you're just pulling one or two shots a day, you know, it's, it seems to be more user-friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And, um, I think if you are looking for an, if you're kind of newer and you're looking for an earlier quick, your first grinder, for example, for espresso, you can even go all the way down to something like a note and probably have an easier user experience than trying to work with the Mazer, you may not have quite the same degree of speed and consistency that you do with the Mazer because it is, like you mentioned, um, the, the specialty that has larger bursts than what's on the Note, but you're also paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars less 
um, and it'll get you started without any issue. Um, so yeah, I, I would say if you are, if you know you want a Mazer Mini, it's they're being built to the same standards they always have been. But uh, and there's it's not a bad grinder by any means. But if you're if you're kind of looking around and you're seeing articles from a while back that are talking about how it's the best you can get, and take a look at some of the Eureka and Bratz offerings and maybe do some comparisons because I think you can maybe get more for less with one of those brands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and another another one to consider is the new uh, Fausto from Rocket. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. uh, about the same price as like a Mazer Mini E, which is the timed version, the electronic mm-hmm. non-doser version. Um, and for about the same price, you're getting like a significant step up in grind quality. Um, yeah. And that's that's pretty important when you're looking at this level of grinders. It's not just about um, usability, like I was I was mentioning earlier, but grind quality and consistency in that uh, the grind itself. Yep. Yep. And you can kind of get both with something like the Fausto. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, given that conversation, hopefully that whetted everybody's appetites a little bit for, uh, for some more talk about grinders. If any of that didn't make sense, um, we're going to jump into sort of talking about grinders at large. We've talked a little bit about grinders here and there in the past, um, alongside talking about brew methods, but I wanted to kind of chat about them more generally. Um, if you are, new to one type of brew method or maybe um just coffee generally that'll, that'll a lot of times people don't get how important having a grinder is and we've outlined that part we don't have to um to kind of belabor that point um because we've talked about fresh grinding and how important that is pretty extensively but wanted to talk about what you should do to get your fresh ground coffee yeah exactly exactly and when we're talking about grinders here we're, we're specifically mentioning like burr grinders because there are yes. there are like blade grinders and other um less they're significantly less expensive but you're not getting the quality of, of grind that you're getting from burrs exactly touching and rubbing and grinding those coffee beans um consistently yep. yeah so burr grinders are different than you know if you've had a blade grinder in the past whether it's a spice grinder or you used it for coffee or whatever which that's another thing don't make use different grinders for your spices (laughs) and your coffee um if you've ever cleaned a spice grinder you know you're never going to get the spice (laughs) everything out and you'll just taint both your spices and your coffee if you try to use the same grinder for both of them i have had i've Um, had i have a story where I've, i've had a very cinnamony pot of coffee from that exact thing and and when and we get a lot of questions about like grinders on our website, burr grinders being whether they're appropriate for spices. We'll talk more about it, but they are just grinders. I mean, theoretically, you could run spices through a burr grinder if you wanted to, but um, it's you don't need the same consistency that you need with coffee uh, for for your spice grinding. Yeah, um, yeah, and and always make sure to check your your manufacturer's warranty because I'm sure some of them do yes. call that out for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, put, put the spices away. We're talking specifically about coffee and coffee grinders today. Uh, and yeah, the, the burr grinders have burrs that are specially designed to smash up coffee beans. Um, and, um, they're running very close together. The beans fall into a chamber. They're smashed between the the burrs and they're run over them. Not just, it's not like a blade where it's just passing through and then you have to kind of like force it back up to get cut up more in this case as the beans go through the grind chamber they're getting ground up by the burrs and then coming out at the other end after having been 
kind of consistently ground across the surface of the burr. Yep. Um, so uh, naturally what that leads to is a more consistent grind and the capability to get like very fine with your grind if you have a grinder designed for um, like espresso brew methods. Yeah, exactly. And so that's kind of the first thing we'll hit on is there's in coffee grinders, you have your slow brew grinders and your espresso grinders, and there's a little bit of overlap with certain ones, uh, excuse me, but um, generally those are two different things. And your brew grinder is not going to be designed to grind quite as fine as your espresso grinder, and your espresso grinder is not going to be designed to grind quite as coarse as the brew grinder. And that can um, manifest either in like actual burr design. Some grinders will have their burrs designed specifically for a finer grind. Sometimes it's in the shape of the burrs. Sometimes it's in the, um, the, the way that the adjuster works, like the finest setting won't put the burrs close enough together uh, to grind at an espresso level for whatever reason on the design front. Um, it just is a combination of things, but if you see a brew grinder that calls out being made for brew, slow brew methods it's probably not going to work well for espresso yeah yeah exactly and brew grinders um typically are less expensive than espresso grinders because when you're not needing to grind as as quite as fine and as consistently as fine um yeah the components tend to have a little bit uh now this isn't this isn't true of everything because there are fantastic like high level brew grinders like the brew pro and the forte from barazza those are some really good high-end um, brew grinders, but when we're looking at brew versus espresso grinders, cost is definitely a big consideration. Yeah, you're not. It's going to be hard to find a espresso grinder that's going to work for unpressurized espresso, which is what we're sort of talking about here. Mm-hmm. Many brew grinders can can brew for a pressurized espresso basket. Uh, go back and listen to the espresso episode if you want more on that. But um, for unpressurized espresso, the kind of prosumer level cafe style espresso. Um, more affordable grinders don't won't work with it because like you're saying there's usually more all around design and component cost um, with getting that fine consist finer consistent grind Um, and like I said the flip side is if you buy a thousand dollar espresso grinder that's going to be really good at grinding for espresso it probably won't be particularly good at grinding consistently at the coarse end for something like French press or cold brew um, because it's designed to grind really fine and, uh, a brew grinder that's more affordable might be better at grinding at that level. Uh, so it's something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a good segue into our next topic because stepped versus stepless grinders, um, with, with a stepless grinder, it's, it's really difficult to even do that adjustment between espresso all the way down to French press. So you won't even want to do that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a big thing when we tell people who ask, well, I want a grinder that can do both. Yes, um, there are grinders out there that can. <laughs> um, there's things like the Rancilio Rocky is pretty okay at both ends of the, the spectrum. <laughs> um, and the same thing is true of like uh, the, the, the Bravel Smart Grinder Pro. You're not going to get as high a quality on either end with those grinders as you would with a grinder very specially made for it, but you can definitely get by and they're good starter grinders for that reason. Um, but, uh, when you're, um, you don't want to have to adjust back and forth, especially when you have a stepless, like you're saying. And when we say stepped versus stepless, what we mean is 
the adjustment on it, if it's clicking through settings on the grinder, that's what we would call stepped because it has stepped settings. Um, and it it's really good for slow brew methods because you can pretty easily go like, well, I want French press today. My setting for French press is 18. My setting for pour over is nine. So I can just click back and forth between those. And it's going to be the same more or less. Sometimes it can be a tiny bit different depending on like where the beans are and stuff. Um, but generally you're going to get the same result because the birds are going to be the same distance apart at each of those settings. Whereas a stepless grind adjust is a free turning screw basically that's pulling the, the burrs closer together or pushing them further apart. So because it, of the way it rotates around itself over and over again, you, the four isn't going to be the same every time you switch it to the four. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I've always thought that was uh, interesting how manufacturers do put numbers on there, but it is a good reference uh, on stepless grinders. It's a good reference for if you're just staying within one rotation. So if you've had if you have this yes. coffee dialed in and say it's a it's got 10 numbers on the dial and if you're at 5, you know, you know that going to 7 is going to be either finer or coarser depending on the uh, grinder, yeah. but it's a good index, but it's definitely not like a setting because we see some some folks buy like a Eureka grinder and they'll ask what setting do they what setting should I set it to for for espresso and it's it's not as easy as that it's it's more of a dialing in process with the stepless grinders yep. compared to stepped and it's going to take a little bit longer just to get used to if you have never had a stepless grinder it does take a little bit longer to get used to that process but it gives you so much more flexibility um, and usually what I do to dial them in too, if you have a stepless grinder and you're, you're pulling your hair out is I take the burrs. You have to be really careful when you do this. I take the burrs down, um, and, um, very carefully bring them down until they just begin to chirp a little bit, mm -hmm. which means that they're just gently touching, not tight enough to like wear each other down and do damage. Um, as long as you don't keep them running like that for a long time. Um, but you just know that they're, they're about as close together as they can get without, um, risk of locking up. Uh, and then you just kind of like back it off another turn or so. Um, and then, uh, from, and that's where that number can be useful too. And then that's where I start. That's my starting point. And obviously I do that without beans in the hopper, <laughs> uh, so that it's not grinding the beans and that's my starting point. And then I'll go tighter or, uh, fine, finer or coarser, depending on what I need to do for the flavor of the, the coffee. And then once you dial it in, you're done for that coffee. And you'll get good at it, so it only takes you a shot or two to dial in. And as you get used to using the grinder and get used to different kinds of beans, and uh, and then you're good. But you won't want to change it away from that setting until you change beans. Exactly, exactly. It's it's definitely um, that's what I do as well when I'm like finished cleaning out a grinder because basically on a stepless after you clean it out, you're gonna want to re mm -hmm. redial the grinder in, and I and I use that exact same process. So that's a that's definitely a good tip. Um, so another thing we can say, we can talk about a little bit is you're going to see you're shopping for grinders. It'll say like flat steel burrs or flat ceramic burrs or conical steel or red steel diamond inside, like all these different, um, sort of buzzwords to describe different kinds of burrs. And I would say if you are, if you're, if you're a home user, especially if you're a newer home user, I wouldn't worry too much about any of that stuff, frankly. Um, it's, w what would you say in conical versus flat 
like preference wise for your kind, the kind of grinding that you're doing? Um, so if I'm doing, that's a good question. Cause there's, there's lots of theories about why conical that's versus thing, flat right? is. Yeah. Um, I think that the only major difference that I see is that cone burrs tend to retain just a little bit less coffee. That's why mm-hmm. something like a sete, which does have a, a espresso focused cone burr, it, it has basically zero retention. That's also due to the design yeah. of the grinder. Um, but you couldn't, you couldn't design the sete with, with flat burrs. It wouldn't work. Um, right. And I think, I think I've used both a lot of times and I, I have no preference other than the rest of the design of the grinder, I think. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was going to say too, is I think, um, certainly you can make arguments that there's lower retention on conical burrs because it's going to be a burr, one burr kind of fitting inside of an, of a sheath almost like one of the burrs is going to be the, have an opening and then the other burr goes in the opening and then coffee gets kind of fed around in between the two parts versus flat burrs, which is more like putting two plates on each other that have, you know, burrs on them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't, it's all about the design, right? Yeah. Like you can get low retention, flat steel burr grinders that are designed with good grind shoots that move the beans through it in a good way. Exactly. And you can get cone burr grinders that have not, not necessarily a ton of retention, but more retention, you know, yeah. They make it stuck in the trap after it comes out of the chamber or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. It's not all about the burrs. That's for sure. So I wouldn't worry too much about the, the, the type, that type, the, the, the shape of the burrs. Um, and similarly, I wouldn't worry too much about material either. If you're looking for a commercial grinder, that's where material tends to matter a little bit more because, um, you know, steel burrs tend to wear over time a little more than a ceramic burr. But if a ceramic burr does catch a weird, like if a pebble falls in your grinder with a ceramic burr, the burr is going to explode because mm-hmm. it's ceramic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's the kind of stuff, though, that you only really think about if you're talking about like a grinder that needs to grind hundreds of shots per day um exactly over many years exactly and there's like there's all sorts of higher end burrs too like diamond inside and titanium and red speed and stuff like that and if you're if you're a home user you know you're welcome to to do your research and see if that's something that they're cool. Yeah. They, and they, they look cool and they sound cool. And it's great to like, if you have a friend that really loves coffee, you can tell them, you know, Hey, I've got these diamond inside burrs and that's, that's, you know, that's great. But uh, in terms of home use, I I don't think there's a ton of difference uh, at the end of the day, because you're likely not going to burn through enough coffee, run through enough coffee to see the difference in a meaningful way. Even if you, even if you use your grinder for 10 years, if you just have standard steel burrs, it's not going to wear. That's when after that 10 years, you might go, hmm, I should, re- I should consider replacing my burr event, my burr set eventually. Like, and even then you still might not even need to, unless you're really using it every day, a few times a day. So, um, bur- burrs are just think about how hard it would be to wear down a piece of steel with, uh, beans rubbing on it yeah (laughs) it's it takes a long time so i wouldn't worry too much about material type aside from it being cool and it is fun to open up grinders and swap out the burrs that's like a that's like a a a fun little project so (laughs) you know if you're like hey i want this grinder to last for a hundred years in my kitchen uh and pass it down and and so i'm gonna buy some you know diamond inside burrs and swap them out as a fun project um sure but it's not necessarily going to improve the 
the performance of the, the grinder. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the last thing that you'll see, and this is this is unique to flat burrs, is going to be like burr size. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, and, yeah, and for sure. Burr size is definitely something that that does matter. You know, yeah. larger burrs will provide a better grind consistency and generally a lot higher of a speed in grinders. Yep. So, you know, there's some really large burrs like on a on a some commercial applications and they can grind through a shot of espresso in a few seconds like a Malconic, yes. you know ek43 um but generally uh you know larger is better but it's not necessarily a shopping point it's it's more preference it's almost a convenience feature exactly um which we'll talk about in a second too more of those but um it's 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 it, yeah it's going to improve consistency if it's a bigger burr set and it's but it's also going to make it a lot faster but you know anything in the like 50 millimeter range is going to be totally fine for your home use mm-hmm. your shot may take a little longer than it does at the coffee shop but um you know you don't need a 75 millimeter burr set at home unless again you really want one this is one of those like they're cool yeah <laughs> it is very satisfying we have some commercial grinders set up at, at the office in our in our break room very satisfying to grind on them because it's like you push the porter filter in and like you said it's seconds and then it's done Mm -hmm. um and that's cool uh so definitely fun yeah absolutely um and and so i would say one of the more important things with that in mind is um the convenience features that you get like timers and programming and stuff can actually be pretty important if you're using especially an espresso grinder less true for brew grinding in my opinion because i think you should be weighing your beans on both ends anyway if you're doing like pour over or something um and when you take a timer out to like 30 seconds or 40 seconds to brew for grind for a whole pot of coffee it's the consistency is a little less there like the range of am i getting 30 grams or 35 grams when I'm grinding at a longer time can be a little weird. But when you're talking about espresso grinding and smaller amounts, having that timing means you can dial in the time itself. So you don't really have to weigh the beans uh, every time you do a shot, which is nice. Yeah, super convenient. And if you, this, this is, there are some weighting, weighing grinders as well that actually weigh like in the portafilter. Yep. And that's, that is super convenient as well. But I do find timers to be a little bit more user friendly then i like timers more because while there are certainly grinders that weigh the beans that are the grounds that that work well you run into calibration issues mm-hmm. and sometimes you have to do more troubleshooting on those so i like a good old like give me a touch screen with a timer on it that i can adjust and then just push the button and that that's how long it, it grinds for um so i think that's good uh, otherwise if you look at something on the the more affordable end like the note much more affordable to get into with and a great grinder from a performance perspective for the price, but you're going to have to kind of weigh your portafilter coming out so that you're, you know how much you're getting. Cause it's going to be more of a push button operation. Um, and another thing that kind of can control some of that is whether you use a, a dose doser versus a doserless grinder, mm-hmm. a doser is going to be kind of a, um, a, a, almost like a beak that sits on the grinder and it's a chamber that fills up with grounds as you grind. And then you have a little lever that you pull usually to drop the grounds into the portafilter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think for, for the home user, doserless is, is generally the way to go. Dosers. I prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. Dosers are, you know, if you're working at a, 
a coffee shop and you got like lots of customers, it's so very convenient to pull the lever. You know, you know how many times you need to pull the lever yeah, for your exactly. shop. You fill up that grind chamber and it's empty in 20 minutes, you know. Right. But so you still have fresh grounds in there so you can grind more of it and then just pull the lever a couple times and you're done. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it, for home use, if you leave those grounds, if you if you grind up enough for five shots in the doser and then you leave the the you make one shot a day or something, <clears throat> then you're defeating the purpose of fresh grinding your beans anyway. If you've got a bunch of ground coffee sitting in the doser for a long time. Yeah, but I, I have seen some folks who, who do use a doser at home really effectively. It's like, you know, if your whole mm-hmm. family is just pulling shots all day, every day, it's it is very convenient, especially for, you know, some of your family members who don't want to weigh it out. And it's it it can be convenient. But for most standard home users, I, I, I would definitely recommend doserless. It's just yeah. far more. It makes more sense. For sure. Uh, and you know, there's other stuff to talk about. I think it's important to keep in mind that if you're going to clean, you, you're going to need to clean your grinder. So if you already, you know, have your grinder, or you're ordering the first one, you might want to buy some cleaning stuff with it. Um, running some grinds through it every few months is going to be a good play. Um, if you use it heavily, it's can be worth it to pull the, open it up and pull the burrs out and, and kind of toothbrush them off. Maybe not necessarily wash them with water, but, but, you know, uh, run some cleaner over them to get the the oil off and stuff because they can kind of the grind chamber can get pretty oily over time and gunky uh with coffee oil um but but that that's like kind of the wide overview of different of the info you should have going into shopping for different grinders yeah definitely uh and you know if you have any questions about grinders whether it's more granular stuff or if there's a bigger topic about them that you don't think we covered well enough uh please send us an email to questions at seattlecoffeegear.com and uh and we'll definitely do uh um we'll read it on the air yeah send us send us some questions we, we would love to answer yeah them. send us questions about anything too we we don't get a ton of questions and um a lot of the questions that i pull for answers are things that are kind of more general questions anyway uh like we did last episode mm-hmm. so we'll do some more of that but if you have a specific more specific question please drop us a line and we would be more than happy to read it on the air um and with that in mind uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for joining me, Jake. Thank you. Really Pat. appreciate your time. Uh, and we're going to see you next time for the Seattle Coffee Gear podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to let us know with a review. We've got some some really kind reviews on a couple of our platforms that I really appreciate. Uh, I look at all those and uh, and 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 um, incorporate everyone into what we're going to be doing in the future. Make sure you let a friend know if you like the podcast. It helps us to grow the audience and and uh, and get more people so that we can get more questions and teach more people about coffee. It's a good time. Uh, and make sure for all your coffee needs that you check out seattlecoffeegear.com. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool stuff going up in the near future, and that's been going up in terms of new coffees and new equipment and stuff. So uh, highly recommend that and our blog and YouTube for more educational and informative content. We will see you next episode.